Hello, this is Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. I'm joined today by Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Hello. Hello, and I'm Rick. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode. We're going to have a chat about um, the games we've been playing this this month. We've got an interview with uh, Ruth from the Treehouse Board Board Game Cafe. Uh, We've got a question of the week, which is, have you ever replaced components in a game? Before all that, though, uh, I've been reliving my youth. I've been to an arcade, <laughs> like an old-fashioned arcade with arcade machines and everything. This is a place called Retrodome that's opened in Barnsley. Um, there's a couple of arcades that I've seen before. I think there's one in Leeds and there's one in Manchester. Uh, but I've now, now, never actually had a chance to, to go to those, and, and Barnsley is a bit closer to home. So uh, This is a, a, an arcade with proper old-fashioned arcade machines. But it's a, it's a bit different to what you normally what you normally see. You don't actually pay for the games themselves. You pay like an entry fee, and all the games are in free play mode. So you can basically just go in all day and just play whatever games you want as many times as you want. You don't have to like put coins in or anything like that. They're all on free play, and they've got all sorts. They've got a good range of of games in there. So they've got like real old ones like Frogger and Asteroids and things like that. They've got one of my favourites, which is Ridge Racer. I used to play that. Uh, <laughs> you see, I. I never really uh, played arcade games, and I feel like I missed out. I've done it as an adult, but not as a child. Uh, so yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good place. Yeah, it's um, it's not like the old arcades, which were always a bit dingy and full of cigarette smoke and things like that. It's it's wide, it's a big open space, and it's not nicely lit and everything. There's uh, kids there as well, so it's quite kid friendly. Um, there's a little bar at the front as well where you can uh, get drinks and snacks and things like that. So yeah, it was really good. I really, I really enjoyed it. I spent a good couple of hours in there, just playing games and wandering around and seeing, you know, seeing the old machines and everything. It's was, it was really good. Yeah, well, recommend uh, recommend visiting it. It's great. Have you uh, been to the one in Sheffield, the video games museum? No, no, I haven't. No, Have that's you? amazing. Yes, is it? Yes, I've been to that one. Uh, very similar to what you're describing, actually. Mm. Um, uh, they've got kind of modern ones as well as the sort of retro ones so you've got sort of ones that are lesser known Mm. sort of small independent games as well as your sort of classics like street fighter yeah which is the best game ever yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I was going to mention as well the uh they don't just have old arcade games they've got like different rooms in there as well so they've got like a virtual reality room where they've got a headset and like a computer set up you can go, go and play that and they've got like a multiplayer room as well where they've got some Nintendo 64s and some consoles and things. Um, so you can play some of those games as well and sort of play on a couch and play with play with your friends and things. So there's a few there's a few a few more, more modern things there as well. But yeah, it's mainly about the the, the main arcade itself. But yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I didn't even know there was one in Sheffield. I'll have to um I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. It used uh, to be in Nottingham and it moved to Sheffield about a year ago. Mm. I'm definitely going to check that out then, because I, I like the old, the old arcade games, I love those, so yeah, definitely worth looking at. Uh, so what uh, what have you been up to, Fiona? I was playing a bit of D&D over the weekend, Dungeons ah, & cool. Dragons. Not strictly board games, but I think quite often people enjoy a bit of role-playing as well, I think. Yeah, there's a, sort there's a bit of, of crossover there, isn't there? Yeah. There is a bit of crossover. Yeah. Um, that was really good fun. I used to play years ago and kind of hadn't yeah. found anyone in recent years to sort of play anything with so a friend offered to start one up and uh, that was the first session and really enjoyed it hoping for some more of that yeah. also did v games or vegan gaming board game group which i run 
which mm-hmm. is on the third third Sunday of every month at the Red Deer. And mm-hmm. that's always good fun. Uh, you yourself have been, haven't you? Rick? Yeah, I've been a few <laughs> times. How yeah. We met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a great place to uh, to meet up and play a few games and meet some you know, like minded people. So yeah. So we've uh, we've played a few games as well. One of the games I've been playing recently is a game called Men at Men at Work. <laughs> this is um, a kind of dexterity style game by the same publisher as uh, Junkart, uh, which we talked about in the last episode. It's uh, from 2019, so it's a new game. Two to five players and takes about 45 minutes. This is a dexterity game where you're kind of stacking stuff on top of each other to build up a structure in the middle of a table. So you flip over a card and the basic of this will say, uh, put something, add something to the structure. So that might be a girder of a particular colour or it might be a, a worker. And then there's also a, a condition on that on the card as well. So the worker might have to carry a brick or two bricks or he might have to balance something on his head or... The girder might have to touch, you know, a girder of a, uh, a similar colour or a different colour or it has to be the tallest in the structure. So basically you take your turn and you add something to the structure and then it goes on to the next player. It's a slightly different to Junkart in that Junkart um, you kind of have your own structure. So you're building your own little thing in front of you, whereas this one's kind of a communal one. Um, it's, a, it's a good game and I enjoyed it, but it suffers from the same kind of problems that Junkart did. If somebody knocks the table or somebody stands up too quick, it, it all kind of collapses down, <laughs> which is which is part of the fun. But if it's like in the middle of somebody's going, they've not even touched it and it all collapses, it's a bit of a bit of a letdown. With, with junk art, it's not really that much of a problem because you, you've got your own your, your own stuff, and um, it doesn't really matter. It's such a quick a quick game that you know it doesn't really matter. You can either rebuild it or you can just move on to the next round. But with men at work. You, you kind of have one central structure that everybody's building. So if that gets, you know, knocked over by mistake, or if somebody knocks it over, it's it's kind of having to start from scratch again. So it makes the game a little bit longer. But having, having said that, it is good fun. I think we played it like two or three times in a row, and it's a uh, it's very tense, especially when you get into my age and your hands are starting to go a bit wobbly. Your eyesight's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, trying to put bricks onto these little guys' shoulders as they're carrying on this. Balancing against something else, it's uh, it's quite tense and it's yeah, it's really good fun. So it's it's a good game, yeah, one that I'd definitely play again and uh, yeah, it's great. Um, it sounds like you become very unpopular if you knock it over then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there'll be there are a few clenched fists and yeah, gritted teeth when that happens, <laughs> but it, it does happen. Uh, uh, you know, all you need to do is just pick up your drink or something. Sometimes or put it down too hard and it, you know, everything just goes. <laughs> drops down because <laughs> it, it is quite a um quite, you know sometimes you, you you lean things up against other things and then like they, they're resting on a you know on, on an edge and it's really precarious so yeah you need to have a solid foundation to to actually play it it takes between 30 and 45 minutes so it doesn't it doesn't take too long so it is it's quite good i enjoyed it not not quite as good as junk card i think i think junk card's a little bit better so uh what what, what have you been playing fiona I wanted to talk about two sort of movie-themed ones, um, but I'll just talk about the first one right now, which is Thanos Rising. Obviously, there's the comic book as well, but it is based more on the kind of Avengers film. That's uh, from 2018, so it's a relatively new game. It's co-op, but it's a, as some co-ops are, pretty difficult. We actually played it at the V Games last time, at the board game group that I mentioned recently and there were three games of it and <laughs> they lost three games one of which <laughs> lasted about five minutes I think the setup probably took longer than the game 
I think part of that is because it's very much a dice rolling look game as much mm. as it is strategy. So you can have an amazing strategy and you can still lose. And unfortunately, that's what happened three times. So essentially, you win by defeating the most baddies, uh, a certain number of baddies, sorry, before Thanos gains his full power with the Infinity Stones. He has sort of a setup where he can turn and face you and attack you. So there's a little bit of guesswork, a little bit of luck. All your actions are dictated by your dice rolls. Good fun. Quite a, a simple game. I think it looks initially like it's going to be harder than it actually is. Fairly fast. It, it claims to be 60 to 90 minutes, but I think we were we were sort of nearer to the 60-minute mark with it. Mm. Uh, I'd play it again. Quite like a co-op game that's quite hard because you want to feel challenged. And I think the ones where you keep losing, you sometimes go back to more because you <laughs> kind of want to win. Yeah, um, I, I I played this one as well with you. Uh, well, yeah. with John, I think it was, and it, yeah, we uh, yeah. we didn't do very well, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I like a good co-op game, and this one's one that um, yeah, one that sort of you can you can jump into and play. The the main visual point about this game is Thanos himself. There's actually a big plastic figure, isn't there, that kind of sits yeah. on the board yeah. and spins around and points at like different sectors. That's really cool. And yeah, that a, was kind of the main reason I think we bought it. It's just <laughs> the, the visual appeal of it. <laughs> yeah, and the and the um the stones that go in the glove as well, they're pretty cool. Yeah. It's were you in the game that lasted a matter of minutes? No, no. No. Yeah. That was that was after I, I yeah. After Maybe I, they had four games then in that yeah. case and lost every single one. Yeah. Maybe it's impossible. Maybe that's <laughs> they've designed an impossible game. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the dice rolling. Rolling that was quite good fun. I don't mind a bit of you know a bit of randomness in the game every now and then, and uh, especially in this one, it's not too long. Like I said, probably about an hourish to to finish. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it probably took a bit longer than we because when we first played it, we were kind of learning the game as well, so yes. we were kind of figuring it out and stuff. So that took take, you know took it a little bit longer, but yeah, it'll you can easily play it in an hour, can't you? And uh, yeah, and have a good yeah. time out of it. Yeah. But yeah, as far as co-op games go, I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It was a good game. I also liked it was a relatively quick setup because uh, some games you just think, do you know what? I can't be bothered to play it because it's going to take too long to set it up. Mm. And this isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just a few decks of cards, isn't it, that you shuffle up yeah. and that's it, pretty much. So, yeah, good one. Uh, another game that I've been playing is uh, one called Deep Sea Adventure. This is one that comes in a tiny little box. It's one of the Oink games. So they all come in kind of a similar size box. So it's a, a, a really tiny, this one. You can basically just chuck it in your pocket. It's from 2014. It plays between two and six players. It takes about 30 minutes. Uh, this is a push-your-luck game. So you, you, um, the, you're on a submarine, and you've only got a certain amount of air between all of the players. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to dive down and get, um, get some treasure from the seabed and then bring it back up without running out of air. So you've got a couple of dice, you roll some dice, uh, you move down that far, and then you can decide whether, sorry, you decide whether you want to turn back or stay where you are before you roll the dice, and then you and then you roll your dice. So you can either go down further into the depths to get more treasure, or you can head back up and carry the treasure back with you. It, it gets harder as people start picking up, uh, picking up treasure because the air goes down quicker. 
and there's not not much air in this uh, submarine. So it, it, as soon as people start picking things up, it does run out really quickly. So it's very easy to sort of when you when you first playing it to um, to go down a couple of times, pick up some treasure, and then oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> and then you play a second round, and then you go down again, get a bit more treasure, and oh no, I'm dead again. <laughs> so it's, it sounds it's, uh, similar to Clank. Has it got uh, that same? It, it, if you've yeah, never played that, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, there's only one route going down. So right. on Clank, there's like a big board and then you can kind of yeah. go off in different directions. But on this, there's just one route down and one route back up again. Oh, okay. So it, it, it is very similar, but yeah, but um, uh, but it's a kind of uh, play for points. So basically a treasure, if you get it back to the boat, you get some some points. Um, I, f- I found that it, it is quite lucky and quite random, but because of the length, I'm not really bothered about it. Um, like I say, it's like 30 minutes and that's probably maximum. It'll probably take 20 minutes most of the time. Um, so you, you roll a couple of dice and you move, and the only decision really is whether you you know you go down there or you go back up again. Uh, and like I said, once people start picking stuff up, you, you don't really get a choice. You start heading back, and then you kind of roll the dice and see how far you get. So um, I'm not sure about if I'd want to play it all the time, but because it's so quick, I'd, I'm, I would be happy to play it to play it. You know, whenever it whenever it pops up, I don't think it's a, a fantastic game. But as as a quick diversion or a filler in between, you know, if you're waiting for somebody else to finish, or if you're in the middle of eating food or something, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty good, pretty quick. And and like I said, the um, uh, it actually fits in your pocket as well. It's like a really tiny little box where it comes in, just a few tokens in there, a couple of dice, and that's it. So that is a deep sea adventure. My next one is my second film based board game, which is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love that film. <laughs> yeah, it's just so ridiculous and the board game is also quite ridiculous (laughs) uh so that that came out 2018 so that's again quite a new game Mm -hmm. i I must admit i bought this game i got it for my birthday september last year and i've only played it in the last month for the first time and part of that is because it's such a beast and it does Mm -hmm. have quite a lot of rules and i just felt it's one of those games you have to play it with the right people that are going to sit down for a sort of fairly medium pushing into t- heavyweight games. Mm. It says it takes 60 to 120 minutes. It may, it may have just been us, but it took us four hours. You'd be quicker watching the film. <laughs> you, would, you, would, you could watch it a couple of times in that time. And it also took me about an hour to set it up and okay yes it was the first time set it up but there is a hell of a lot of components in this game uh, which in a way is a good thing Mm -hmm. to have lots of choice and lots of nice little figures and things it's got a similar sort of feel to zombie side dead of winter um, and even fallout if you've ever played any of those Mm -hmm. um, in that you've got sort of you versus the baddies and it's co-op and you have lots of different things you can do in your turn which can slow it down sometimes i think people get analysis paralysis where they literally can't decide what to do Mm. so essentially it's in two acts as well which are quite light so you have this massive beautiful board that has uh the first half which is quest for little china and then when you get to a trigger a certain point it flips over to the final showdown where you have to defeat Lopan and three of his storms to win Mm. the game we got within uh, I think the game was going to end 
in either the next round or the round after that, we lost at the last second. <laughs> so we've been playing for all these hours and then still lost. But I uh... would play it again, but it's with with the caution that you have to play it with people that are prepared to like really sit down and participate because we definitely have to work as a team at this one to win because it mm. is difficult and you have lots of quests and objectives to complete uh, so you need everyone to do their little bit and to do it fast because if you don't then you know time will run out and you've lost mm. Do you, uh, do you do you play as like characters from the film though? Is that the? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's another good thing is that uh, there's it's two to four players. In fact, you might even be able to play it by yourself. I think it might even be one to four play. Oh, oh yeah. Right, yeah, one to four players. Yeah. You get, I think it's either six or seven characters to choose from, so you can oh, cool. play people that have di- they all have different abilities as well. So you can select your favorite character or someone that you got, have thinks has the best ability. And then, as well, you've got lots of little quests to complete. So, essentially, the replayability of it is fantastic. You do mm. have a lot of different options where the game's never going to be the same again. And sometimes with dice rolls, it can affect, or where you complete a mission can affect what's going to happen next. So, mm. yeah, really recommend it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it, like like we were saying before, if it's the first, if you know, the first few times you play it, if it is quite a complicated game, it'll probably take a bit longer. But once you've got yes. the rules down and you kind of know, you know what you're doing, it's, it, yeah. that'll that'll sort of drop down once at the time that you, that you take to play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as as long as you're having fun, you know, as long as you're enjoying Absolutely, yourself and yeah. you're doing other things, yeah. you might be chatting in between as well. <laughs> that always adds to the yeah. adds to the length as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Is this the one with the little miniatures on? Because I, I was it, looking at this does, on Board Game yeah. Geek, and there's there's a card game. The big uh, game, and then there's one with little miniatures in. No, is this, so is this I the miniatures yeah, one? I <laughs> I have the big ass heavy box with the miniatures. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw it and I thought, oh, that looks amazing. But you know, it's quite expensive game because of all the components. But uh, I I got it as a birthday present, so oh, I was quite happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love the film, and uh, yeah, it's a bit of a cult classic now, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. it's one that yeah, a lot of people have uh, have heard of. So yeah. yeah, to 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 actually, you know, when you get invested in the theme of it, like the uh, like yeah. the Thanos one, if you if you're into like the Avengers and Marvel and stuff like that, you probably you know like that a little bit more. And yeah. if you're into oh, sort of eighties movies and action films and things like that, you probably like this one as well. Yeah. Well, they've they've really nailed it, I think, with that yeah. one. I mean, there's been some other games like uh, Labyrinth, which I haven't played, but mm. you look at the ratings for that and it's atrocious, whereas this <laughs> one has got quite a high rating. Yeah. And I think a good reason. But I think it's probably one to play at home with friends rather than at a board game yeah. event. Essentially, that's all you'll play if you take it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to sort of mix it up a bit, isn't it? And play quite a few games with different people, I think. I never really play heavyweight games at board game groups. Mm don't know about yourself but not very often okay uh, another one uh, final one from me is a game called castles of calladale this is from 2017 it's by david wilkinson players between one and four players so this is one that you can solo play as well and it takes about half an hour it takes between half an hour and 90 minutes depending on how ap you are <laughs> um it, it's if you've played carcassonne it's a similar sort of thing there's tiles in the middle of the middle of the table 
and you're basically building up a castle that's made up of these uh, these tiles. So the tiles have three kinds of building materials on them. It could be stone, wood, or um, like a Tudor kind of background in it. And similar to Carcassonne, you put the tiles together and the, the, you know, the same sides have to match. So you have to put wood against wood and stone against stone and things like that. So basically, you're, you're building up your, your castle. You're taking a tile from the middle of the table, adding it into your castle. But the differences between this one is that you can rearrange your tiles whenever you want. And that's why I say it's kind of a bit... <laughs> it could be more than 30 minutes. Uh, because uh, you, yeah. you, you take a tile and then you think, oh, that'll fit ideally, right? Bang in the middle of my castle that I built. But then you have to rearrange everything else around it to try and get it to fit. So it actually comes with a little uh, sand timer, a little egg timer. So you can actually <laughs> put it on the table <laughs> and flip it over when people are going, oh, I can do this, I can do this. And spending like 20 minutes trying to rearrange the castle. But um, it's a it's a quick quick kind of family game. This is not, not a lot to it. Um, the uh, the tiles can be oriented in any direction, so it doesn't matter which way around they are. Apart from one, the ones that have got flags on, there's some got flags on, and they've got to go the right way up. So that kind of restricts you slightly. Uh, at the end of the game, you get bonus points for how complete your castle is. Um, you lose points if there's anything like missing, you know, missing pieces and things like that. Uh, you had to pull your points. You had to put the points for your flags, and most points wins. Played this a few times, and um, yeah, it's a good fun. A- again, this is kind of a filler game. Probably takes like twenty-five minutes, half an hour to play. Um, it's easy to explain. You just grab a piece and put it in your castle somewhere. It's not not much to it more than that, really. Uh, but it's good fun trying to sort of, sort of optimize it and and get um, all the pieces in the right places. The tiles are quite big as well. They're, they're bigger than the Carcassonne tiles. So once you've actually finished, you've actually got a castle in front of you that, that you've built, and it's like half wood and half stone. It's got these bits coming off it and like turrets stuck in out and things like that. So that's that's really cool uh, at the end to see that. So that uh, does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a good one. Um, it sounds a bit like King Domino. If you've played that, yes, but um, yeah. which I really enjoy, but obviously you place things down and then you're kicking yourself because you wish you'd had the hindsight to yeah. put it somewhere. So it, it's good that you get that chance to rearrange it in that game. Yeah, yeah, you uh, yeah. There is a little bit of that. Sometimes you take a tile that's got you know something on it that you that you wanted, and then you think, oh, I'll just put that to one side for a minute, and I'll find a place to put it. Kind of in, in once I've you know I've built it up a little bit, and then it gets to the end of the game like. 15 minutes later and you think oh, I've got nowhere to put this now so <laughs> I just have to leave it out somewhere uh, the, the art on this is really nice as well it's um, like a whimsical kind of fantasy thing so like the you know on the um, uh, on some of the turrets it's got little dragons on there and it's got squirrels and animals and things on the, on the pieces and it, it looks really nice and uh, yeah the artwork's really good and it's quite quite good that way yeah yeah it's a good a nice quick filler game easy to play not that much strategy i don't think it's uh, kind of just you know putting stuff wherever it'll fit really mm-hmm. but um enough to yeah enough to make it interesting hmm. i'll have to check that one out yeah that's, that's a good uh, one recommending that one mm. okay so that's all the uh, all the games we've played recently we've got coming up next um a recording from a club event so this is uh, dave uh, he's been playing star wars outer rim Hi Dave, can you tell us a bit about what you're playing? Yes indeed, we're playing Outer Rim, which is a recent fantasy flight game set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, we each play various members of the scum and villainy in the, uh, in the Star Wars universe, trying to become the most infamous. Uh, it's a pick up and deliver game, similar to Firefly. How are you doing? Terribly so far. Okay. Well, you're playing with Kevin and Lizzie, I mean it's to be expected. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> are you going to be here all night? No, I'm going to be leaving after 
It looks like a long game though. It can be, but we all know how to play, so that means it can be fairly quick. Okay. Thanks very much. Firefly was one of the games at the club that I think that one of the first times I went down there that the, the, the guys were playing. It's one of those games that um, starts off long and then you add all the expansions and it gets longer and longer and longer. But so, you know, some people really like it again, similar to like Thanos and the, you know, the, uh, the other games we've talked about, if, if people like the theme, they're, they're, they're willing to sort of play it and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, they enjoy it. I'm, but this, I'm absolutely this... dying to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars Outer Rim is a kind of similar feeling kind of game where you're kind of jetting around the galaxy and you know picking up stuff and delivering it all over the place. But I'm not actually played this one myself, but um, yeah, sounds sounds like a good one. So it's uh, a bit quicker than Firefly, but you're doing very similar sort of things. So yeah, uh, the guys there seem to like it quite a lot. Yeah, can't say I've played that one. I. Yeah. But back to Firefly, though. <laughs> I, I had the uh, shiny dice Firefly games. There's actually been a few. There's yeah. the massive one, which I've never played, but really want to. And shiny dice was terrible. And I actually oh, no. sold one of the few games I've sold. Oh, so avoid. <laughs> it's um, it's annoying that when you when you quite like a you know an IP and then you get a game yeah. and you're really excited to play it and you play it yeah. and you think oh, it's not quite not quite no, what I expected. It. No. Absolutely That's a not. shame. Um, I actually got told off because um, I admitted a while ago that I hadn't actually seen it. I don't know. Boom. Well, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> but, End of podcast. Cancel. <laughs> but I, I, I did get told off, so I, I have actually downloaded it. I've watched it now. So, okay. yeah, I have. And, and, and I watched the uh, the film as well not, not long ago. That was on TV, so I watched that. Uh, was that Serenity? Serenity, Serenity yes. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. That was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed yeah. it. So, Yep, I, I can have my uh, my geek credentials back now. Okay. I've, I've seen. I can say that I've seen it. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so next thing is uh, we have a fantastic board game cafe in Sheffield. Treehouse has been open for a couple of years now, and I was lucky enough to speak to Ruth, who's the co-owner of the Treehouse board game cafe. So here's myself speaking to Ruth about the Treehouse and what they do there. Hello everyone, I'm here at uh, Treehouse Board Game Cafe and I'm here with Ruth. Uh, could you introduce yourself please? Sure, um, so I'm Ruth Haig, um, I'm one of the owners of the Treehouse. Um, I set the Treehouse up with my husband Andy um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, pleased to be here. Um, can you tell us a bit about the Treehouse please, what you do here and how it works? Absolutely. Uh, so the Treehouse is Sheffield's first and currently only board game cafe. Um, we have a library of currently around 550 board games, um, plus all the other stuff you'd expect in a cafe. Menu of food and drinks. Um, we're licensed, so we've got a full bar, craft beers and stuff. Um, and basically, the way the setup works, uh, people generally book in for either two or four hours. Um, there's a cover charge, uh, which is five pounds per person for four hours, two fifty for two hours. Um, and that gives you um, use of the space, access to the games library, and then we've got staff who are all very keen to uh, make recommendations and help you out with the rules and things. So it's designed to be like a good way of getting into the hobby, exploring some new games, um, yeah, without all the all the hassle of having to wade through big rule books. And um, there's a there's a huge wall of games at the back there. There's like plenty of variety. So there's over 500 there. So yeah. there's a lot of choice for people to to go in and play. 
that's it. Yeah, we've tried. We've tried to sort of set the library up so there's something for everybody. There's there's all the kind of old classics that people might have grown up with. Um, you know, we've got Monopoly and Scrabble and all that kind of uh, set. Uh, but then we've got um, all your kind of newer hobby games. Um, we've got some really big heavy things. You know, you can book in for 12 hours and play Twilight, Twilight Imperium if you want to. Um, or you can just come in and, um, yeah, just, just sort of uh, dabble around in the quicker ones um, for a couple of hours and see, if, see what takes you fancy. Um, you mentioned the bar and uh, you've got uh, beers on here. You have uh, soft drinks and there's like various teas and coffees and things. It's really good that you've got like a good stock and a good choice of, of drinks for people to, to have. Yeah, we've got all sorts. Um, yeah, we try and sort of focus our, um, we sort of work a lot with local suppliers. We get our baked goods from Seven Hills Bakery, who do a great job of cakes and make lovely sourdough that we use for all of our grilled cheese and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, on the beer front, we um, we try and keep that local too. So, yeah, we get our lava from Abbeydale and, um, yeah, sort of a, just a, a, sort of a selection of uh, Yorkshire and Lancashire's bestest craft beers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you don't know, just do board games here, there's lots of events that are going on sort of throughout the week. Uh, can you tell us about some of those ones? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing that we've been doing right back from when the cafe opened is role-playing. Um, we're just in a bit of a changeover point with that at the moment. We um, so a few of, a few of the staff had been running um, Dungeons and Dragons groups in uh, a universe called Sulkin that they'd created sort of specifically for the cafe. Um, so we ran uh, five seasons, sort of six session seasons um, within that universe. Um, so that was, I mean, that was really great. Um, we had uh, sort of this, this sort of long continuity over 18 months with the same group of players coming back each time. Um, and because they were, there were sort of several dungeon masters writing together and writing in parallel, they could do some really interesting things. So like there'll be certain sessions where the group should be interacting with each other, um, maybe to you know defeat the big baddie. Um, and then sort of going back to exploring as their separate um, sort of team of adventurers. Yeah, so that was um, that was really exciting. It's just kind of all round to a close now. Uh, but what that does mean is that there's lots more opportunities now for new players to get involved uh, with the role playing that we're doing. So we're having a season of one-shot sessions over the summer, um, running, so some of them are Dungeons and Dragons, but also some different stuff. Uh, we've been running um, Honey Heist, which is a role-playing game where all the players are bears trying to complete a heist to steal some honey. Um, That's pretty cool. Um, The the writer of it actually got in touch after he saw that he was running it and came and ran the sessions for our Games Masters. Uh, So that was pretty awesome. They were very excited about that. And then come the autumn, we're going to be starting to run kind of standalone seasons of six six sessions um, using some different role-playing systems and some um, different settings. Uh, Yes, so we'll be advertising the details of that quite shortly. Uh, But that's all kicking off kind of mid-September. And the idea is so that if we've got new players coming through, there's always something starting within the next kind of few weeks they can get involved in if they want to. I've been told to mention the Playtest UK as well. People who want to design their own games can come and test them out here and join other people with the same sort of ideas. That's right, yeah. So that happens, um, that is the second Wednesday of each month. Um, yeah, we've had uh, we've had some you know really nice uh, turnouts for that and we tend to get different, different games coming through each time. Um, so there's a really nice little community building up there. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we have going on monthly. Um, we also have a night with um, Burton Street Foundation for uh, people with learning disabilities and people that care for them. Uh, we have a monthly quiz, which is um, actually, I think, probably our most popular event. That sort of sells out, that's, uh, sort of sells out every month. That's on uh, the first Sunday of the month. 
There's our social gaming sessions that are also Sunday evenings. Um, that's once a month, um, where basically you can just turn up and play games with, um, with whoever's here. Um, and we've also been running, um, so there's a game called Blood on the Clock Tower that's just finished on Kickstarter oh, quite yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, with a guy in Derby who's got a sort of a demo copy of that, who does, who's sort of tours the conventions. Um, and also comes here and runs that once a month. Um, so that's a game of, it's like a social deduction game, lots of um, bluffing and deception and intrigue. Um, so yeah, we've been running that once a month for sort of groups of 16 players. So it's a bit of a kind of epic session. Um, yeah, that's, that's been going down really well. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing yeah, how that develops. Um, you, you also do like special events as well. You do like weddings and birthdays and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we get quite a lot of big groups booking in. Um, yeah, like board games. We've got, lot, we've got lots of the kind of party game end of the spectrum. So, um, yeah, I think it's really nice. It's a good choice for people who want like a who want a, a night out but want something just a little bit like maybe more intimate and lower key than going out in town and, um, you know, going to all the noisy bars and clubs. Yes, we get a lot. We get a lot of that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we had a wedding reception the weekend just gone. Yeah, that's really um, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's like a good way of um, like celebration with a bit of a twist. So, uh, what's the current favourite game that's been played at the cafe? Um, ooh, that's always a difficult question. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we to the library. Yeah, I can imagine it would be. <laughs> um, so we've just had this year's Field de Char announcement, the big oh, German yeah. board gaming yeah. prize, um, and we were pretty pleased that Jess won um, one, that one. Um, that's that's the game that's been going down really well at the cafe. Um, I think it's it's not the most it's not necessarily the most appealing box, and it doesn't really have a theme. So people often like look a little bit dubious at first, but like I've never seen a group not kind of really enjoy that. So I think that's a great kind of starter game for for larger groups. Um, and then one of the um, one of last year's winners, um, Quax of Quedlinsburg, has been like oh, a perennial staff yeah. favourite since we got that one in. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, rather than a deck building game, that's a bag building game where you um, you have some tokens in your potion ingredients bag that you add to your cauldron on your turn. Um, and if you're lucky, then you create something great that lets you acquire more ingredients. Or if you're unlucky, then your cauldron explodes. Uh, <laughs> it's game over. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a that's a really nice kind of just sort of I think uh, towards the starter end of Euro gaming, yeah. quite a nice gateway gaming into. Yeah, it's a nice little family game. So, how do people find you if you uh, if people on top of the table? How do they? What's the best way of doing that? Um, so the best way to book is via our website. Uh, we are www.treehousesheffield.com. Um, yeah, there's a little booking widget uh, on the site, so yeah, you can just make your reservation that way, um, or if that's uh, not your preferred way of doing it, you can just give us a call and we'll book you one. Um, the website also has details of all the events coming up, there's an events calendar on there, um, but um, yeah, probably the other best way of keeping up with what's going on here is uh, via our Facebook page, you can just look up Treehouse Board Game Cafe on Facebook, you'll definitely find us. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, for that and thanks for joining me and speaking to me today thank you lovely talking to you thanks Rick thank you Uh, so that was uh, Ruth who's the co-owner with Andy at uh, Treehouse Board Game Cafe Um, have have you been there Fiona? Oh yes, no. I, I've been uh, quite a lot of times. So <laughs> <laughs> the first year that it opened, I actually had the membership, and I, I should yeah. have renewed it really. So we went there for quite a lot of board games in its first year, and then mm. in more recent times, I've kind of been for some of their role-playing games actually that they mentioned. So I've been for the Sulkan 
for season one and two, and mm. also fairly recently the Call of Cthulhu one shot game, which was amazing. Wow. If they run it again. I think last time I went to actually play board games was for somebody's birthday. It's actually a really good venue for birthdays because yeah, you can is, get yeah. group bookings and uh, get through quite a lot of games in the sort of allotted four hours, I think. And then you don't have to tidy up after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a bonus. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. I've been a few times as well. It's a fantastic place. Um, it's. Um, it's quite a big uh, a big space and it's uh, it's really well lit uh, you know the the furniture's really good the tables are, are really good the chairs comfy they've got a, a long bar on one side along one side that does really good food and drinks and things there that's great uh, and like you said the library's fantastic as well they've got they've got loads of choice there so you can play something you know they've, they've likely got something that you know how to play or something new either way it's yeah they've got loads of choice there and uh, i've not done much uh much role playing myself I've, I've i used to play dnd ages ago but um yeah i've not played any for a long time but um yeah they do uh they do campaigns and they do like one shots as well so you can just go for like the one sitting and play play a game and you don't have to worry about you know investing the time in, in like a huge campaign and you just have like one game and that and that's kind of it so that's really good yeah, it means you don't have to have any experience either, which is quite nice. Mm. You can just sort of sit down and pick it up. Mm. Um, and again, sort of running one of these campaigns, it, it is a massive task. And that's part of the reason I've not done it in Sheffield is just because I just don't feel I've got the time to commit to doing it. So it's good yeah, to, yeah. I would, I'd much rather pay someone else to do it for yeah. me, essentially. And they have a good beer selection. So it's yeah, win-win. Yeah. Yeah, the role playing is one of those things that you kind of play all, all evening, isn't it? You kind of start Absolutely, at six o'clock yeah. and finish at midnight, yeah. or whatever. It's, yeah. not, it's it is quite a time sink, but yeah, yeah like I said, this uh, this takes some of that way and lets you play sort of without worrying about it. So, how do you get on with the characters then? Do you have kind of pre-rolled characters, or do you make your own while you while you're there, or how how does that work? Um, so, with the one shots, because you're only there for a few hours, they mm. will have pre-generated characters. They basically right. read them out, and then you you kind of as a free-for-all grab the one that sort of speaks to you the most yeah, yeah. Um, but then for the campaigns you create your own character and then as you go on to the different seasons that character comes with you and you sort of level them up as you go yeah i'd love to try the cthulhu game one day that sounds really that good. was good yeah, yeah. I, I wish to do a campaign of that rather than just a one shot because mm. i enjoyed that more actually then but maybe it's because I've got a bit of a, a thing for sort of uh, Lovecraft mm. universe. <laughs> but that's good yeah. fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great place to go, and uh, yeah, definitely call in if you uh, if you're passing by. Okay, so uh, moving on then, our question of the week is: uh, Have you ever had, uh, ever had any missing or damaged components in your games? Uh, so the the reason that I ask this is that uh, it has happened to me a couple of times. One of the games that I bought was a game called Origin, and you get like little round uh, discs with that, and one of those was missing completely, just out of the box. So it was all shrink wrapped, everything obviously brand new, and one was was just not there. So what I did was I um, I looked online, and and luckily you can contact the publisher. So for most uh, sort of missing components or damaged components out of the box, things like that, a lot of the time what you can do is just contact contact the publisher and they'll have spare parts and stuff that they can send out. So basically I just filled in a form online, uh, contacted them, and they sent me one out, which, which was really good. And then the, the other time that it's happened is I bought a game called uh, Magic Heroes of Dominaria. 
So this is a board game of the, you know, the CCG. This is a board game version of that. But um, in this one, you had some little meeples, and one of them was kind of cut incorrectly. So it was kind of on a slant and and not really standing up properly. <laughs> so it's a bit unfortunate. And, uh, a drunk it's, meeple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a customized copy now. So I've got that, I've got that to use. But, but it's the same thing with that, really. I just went online, filled in a form, sent it off, and then about three or four weeks later, I got a new one in the post. So it came in this huge bag, like a big massive, you know, like an A4 sort of padded bag with one meeple in it which is kind of funny <laughs> but um yeah it's surprising i mean it must cost them a fortune i mean if you if you imagine like a board game and how many bits there are and how many cubes dice cards whatever else you know you you need to make sure everyone's got everything in it that you need it, yeah. it must be a massive job and there must be there, there, there will be stuff that you know that slips through the cracks and that goes out without the right stuff in or you know that gets damaged in transit or whatever so it, it is kind of expected that sometimes and uh, yeah, um, I was surprised that the publishers can, um, can can just do that, can just send stuff out basically for free. I mean, if you if you've got a new game, you know you expect it to be right. But what happens if you've got like a game that's a couple of years old and you've lost a cube down the back of the city or something? You know, if you send off to a to a publisher for that, they they don't know you know how long you've had the game or if you bought it second hand or whatever. So I don't I, yeah I don't know how they how they manage that really. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they come with a warranty period or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how they'd prove it. Unless yeah. it's been out of print for 10 years, then they might sort of uh, query it, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get uh, cards, you know, cards that have been misprinted or if there's something that's slightly wrong and they'll send out stickers and stuff. Uh, one thing I saw yeah. in the news recently, as I don't know if you've seen this, but the, uh, you know, the new Pandemic game, the uh, the Legacy version. Um, yeah. Not the Legacy, the um, Collector's Edition. I think it's like a tenth anniversary collector's oh, edition. Oh, the one in the, in the tin. tin box. That's yeah, yeah, it comes in a tin. It's got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite expensive, and it comes with yeah. all this new stuff. Yeah, and they've actually yeah. misprinted the board. They've missed off Oops. one of the connections between the uh, in the cities. So basically, Oops. what they've done is kind of um, important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought somebody would have caught that. They've uh, they've sent out some stickers, so you you kind of can send off to the publisher again, so similar sort of thing, and you get a sticker and then you stick it on the board, but. When you're buying a premium product, it's not so really ideal. That is, it's not no. fantastic. I've never had a part missing from a game, but with Big Trouble in Little China, they did actually misprint the rules for the final stage. So there was a piece of paper in there, sort of saying, "Ignore the rule book, do mm. this instead." Uh, but I've more had to customize games where I don't feel there was enough components. So I've had to put my own in rather than mm. find bits missing. Sort of like I don't know if you've ever played Mintworks, the little. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love that game. So yeah, it comes in a little uh, tin, doesn't it? Like little, it comes in a little yeah. tin, yeah. So mm. the, the the components are essentially bits of wood that are mint shaped. Mm. But we kept finding that we ran out of of the tokens, and it doesn't say anything about what you should do if you run out. Mm. So we were ripping up bits of paper to, <laughs> to have extra money for the game, um, and we actually lost that copy because it was such a small little game hmm. so when it got reprinted we bought it again and they actually had uh different colored tokens that were counted as fives uh, rather than just having the one tokens so yeah. it clearly been a you know misjudgment on their part for yeah, components yeah. and they'd had to sort of supplement it in the reprint yeah <laughs> munchkin as well that's another one i feel like that should have something in there if you've ever played any of the versions of Munchkin. Uh, I've not played that one, no. Oh, uh, okay. So that's a game 
similar to role. Uh, it's not not the same as role play, but it's kind of based on D and D in a way. Mm. Uh, but with that, you have you go up and down levels quite a lot, but there's nothing to record those levels. So we mm. usually end up using like a D10 dice. To, everyone has one of those to kind of turn it over, so we know how many uh, levels everyone has. Because yeah. once you reach a certain level, you win the game. So it's like that's how you mark that you've won, but yet there's nothing to kind of record that that yeah. comes with the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think most but most gamers will have a, a bag of dice somewhere, won't they? They use for various yeah. things, either yeah. starting player or yeah, yeah like you said, yeah. counting up things and things. Yeah, one one of the things I bought is um, uh, some generic coins, you know, some metal coins. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, any games that kind of use coins or money in, in some capacity, you can kind of use these. You can throw in these these metal coins. They're quite they're quite nice. You can use them for, for pretty much anything really, but um, they're quite good for like Seven Wonders and things like that. Yeah, uh, where you get like you know coins and they're just like cardboard kind of kind of pieces. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this website as well. There's a website called uh, Board Game Extras. Uh, they actually sell. Um, board game components as well so things like um, okay. c- cubes and meeples and you know tokens and things like that if you, if you are missing something you can sometimes have a look on there and find something that's you know if not exactly the same then that's pretty similar and um, and and you know replace them that way as well so you might even uh, actually be able to upgrade your parts as well yeah yeah i know that, yeah i know they sell stuff for um pandemic and ticket to ride and things like that yeah. where you know, they, they, they sell like wooden trains for tickets to ride and upgraded like plastic components for pandemic and things like things like that. So yeah, if you if you want to sort of bling out your game, you can <laughs> you can do that as well. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about uh, what about sleeves? Do you uh, do you, do you buy sleeves for any of your games? Card sleeves. I have only bought sleeves for a game once, mm. and. It might be the reason that I haven't bought them since because uh, it was for Alien Legend Legendary card build building game. Mm. I don't know if you've ever played any of the Legend Legendary board games, no, but no. they come with hundreds upon hundreds of cards. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> They're like deck like building games, and you play it over. Yeah. It, it basically the the they have different themed ones. Um, so I have the Alien one. You're sensing a theme here with film related mm. board games i have quite a few <laughs> and uh yeah it's basically notorious for the amount of cards that it comes with and mm. the setup is an absolute nightmare every time you play it and, and it takes you through the films in order um and me and and my other half spent quite a long time sleeping all of those and then we've played it once and never played it again <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I think a lot of my games they kind of design, you know, I bought them to to play. So yeah. some some people are a bit precious about the games, aren't they? And you know, yeah. they, they want everything yeah. to be perfect, and they're kind of more yeah. collectors than players. So they'll yeah. keep like shrink wrap on the games and things like that. But mine mine are sort of there to be played, really. So I, I don't mind yeah. if people are eating and drinking and things like that while they're playing while while they're playing games. If something gets ruined, then I'm not you know I'm not too fussed about it. I have had drinks spilled on games before, and it's just all oh, right. That happens sometimes, but yeah, I can, I can see why some people would want to, you know, especially if you're uh, a lot of players who play like CCGs, like Magic, they just sleep everything, don't they? Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Just, well, they they can pay a fortune for some of those cards, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think better quality ones are are better. They can they can add up, can't they? If you especially like you say, if you've got a game with a lot of cards in, 
Yeah. Um, e- even if you're buying like a hundred or something, you know, they're not cheap. And that if you're yeah. adding that to the game, uh, to the cost of a game anyway, it is sometimes it's cheaper just to buy another game. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, absolutely. If something does happen, so yeah, I'm quite guilty of buying lots of games and not necessarily playing them very often, <laughs> or maybe playing them once. So. Yeah. Would it be worth me sleeving them? Possibly not. I'm not yeah. entirely. I can't even remember now why we decided to buy all these sleeves for for that game. But yeah, yeah. it seems like a waste of time in thinking back on it. Really. Yeah. yeah. I've got um, Splendor, and it's one of Tracy's favorite games. My wife's favorite games, and we've probably played that sixty times, sixty yeah. sixty five times, something like that. And uh, yeah, the cards you, you can't even tell really you know how often do you have to play a game before it you know the cards wear out or they start fraying or whatever it's it's you're probably not going to get to that unless you you know you've got your favorites and then you know what's the point then you might as well just buy another game like i say yeah <laughs> um, I, I did agree. i did actually play um i play a game of citadels once and um i don't know what i've been doing to these cards but they're all ragged around the edges and they're all falling to bits and folded and bent and all sorts so that that was um that was probably a bit too far i, I don't think that was really from wear and tear that was just because they, they were treated when they were when they were being played with but yeah that was a bit of a, a ragged old ragged old game that had been seen some love i think you'd, you'd probably say but, I think uh, Citizens gets people very, very angry. So maybe yeah, that's what yeah. happened. They've been clawing at the cards. Yeah, when the uh, when the warlord comes out and starts destroying buildings. Oh buildings, yes, like, yeah, that warlord. You know, the, the assassin says, "Oh, yeah, I'll pick the king." And the person who's been the king four times in a row goes, <laughs> "Oh no, not again!" <laughs> yeah, so that that was one that um, uh, that I, I bought some sleeves for. But again, I've only played it like seven or eight times so even then it's probably you know not even worth it but um yeah. with the sleeves as well sometimes the cards are different sizes i don't even notice this but sometimes yes. the yeah. cards are slightly smaller or slightly bigger and so you buy some you know magic size sleeves and they don't fit so you have to go away and buy some more anyway so and they stick together as well um, yeah yeah I, I actually had some left over from from putting the legendary cards in mm. the sleeves so i have a game called uh, bloody in so I was like, oh, I've got some cards left. I'll put them in that. And we played that at the last few games and kept finding that you get two, three cards stuck to each other. So, you know, people end up with a better hand than maybe they should have because they've got the <laughs> these extra cards that are stuck to the back of the ones in the hand. Is, is the ones the cards up the sleeves you have to worry about? The, the yeah, exactly. Sleeve, yeah. Not the ones in the sleeves. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Um, thank you very much for joining me. It's been, it's been a pleasure thank having you. you on. I uh, really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so much. Uh, if people need to find you, how do they? What's the best way of getting hold of you? Um, so if anyone ever fancies coming along to our vegan board game group, again, third Sunday of every month, uh, you can find us at V Games Sheffield on Facebook. That's V Games as in V E Victor Echo games all one word quite a friendly bunch it is an adults only event just because if you're playing something like cards against humanity it's probably not the most child-friendly <laughs> environment yeah all experience levels welcome new members very very welcome <laughs> yeah I, I highly recommend it it's great um the, the the people there are really friendly fiona's friendly and john and all the other guys who go there it's really good so yeah if you fancy going to play some games uh, pop along and, and see them Uh, Thank you again for joining me. Uh, Until next time, I'm Rick. Thank you, Fiona. And we'll see you you. next time. Bye Bye for now.